gonna stand next to a nigga that really do it and you don't do it. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. My gosh. You know, Coach Danger had that winning mentality, man. Coach Danger was just one of the first person, I would say, borderline just arrogant. You know, just that, that character. And hey, we good, man. Anybody who is um, not better than us, they won't beat us. But you're cold. you cold, man. You've been cold, cold. since we were kids, kids. Jermaine been cold. cold. Now you kids. cold. Now you cold. Now you cold. We cold water. <laughs> <laughs> right, y'all get, y'all get a room in. Come on, and bro, talk, we used talk. to kick it every day. When that man get off that bus, I and then they, 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 they pull it down and drop me off. We're going to drop our backpacks off and we'll come outside and look at each other like, What's up, man? What you want to do? Really? You can argue with me, you can't argue with the number, you can't argue with the number. Argue with me, uh, argue with me all day. Oh man, I just, all right, not, not now, go look at the number. So if I if, if I'm lying, I fly it and I'm and I'm real fat, man. I can't fly it. In the church, say everything you need, you can find it in the Word of God. That's an old Cortez song, right? So um, do <laughs> Yeah. So um, so if, if we believe that, then what I'm dealing with with mental health is supposed to be under two. Was I good enough to play in the WNBA? Maybe, maybe not. But I also had another option to make money. Yeah. It's good money and yeah. still be able to do what I love. Like, man, like I got family members that that struggle. You see what I'm saying? And like, just to be able to to change their trajectory. You know what I'm saying? Like, change change their path, but like, like break the break the cycle on 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 them living like that, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's my motivation. Like, so I'll, I'll create a beer. I'm gonna freeze it for a second. I just like, <laughs> so, um. Hey, but 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 the difference is too, is like, and I know we'll get to this later, but when you buying that car, they're gonna find a way to squeeze you in that car. If your debt to credit ratio is too high with the house, that's gonna affect your buying power. Uh, I'm always be the better candidate in whatever I do, man. I ain't mad at that at all. And, and what and whatever I do, and uh, and one thing about it, whatever I do, I'm gonna have to. Everybody had the same mentality that I have, but that didn't do nothing but open the door for someone else. Because you may feel like that with your approach, but the people that I'm helping love the way that I do things. Is he froze? I'm, I'm good. I'm here. He's good, man. What you mean he's froze? Fellas, what to do? What's up, my guys? Y'all got it, man. Another day, another half dollar. As Max say, definitely a half dollar. Might not. It might be a quarter of the day, boy. Struggling <laughs> over here. Yeah, man. I'm feeling it too, man. I'm feeling it too. So, uh, out of time for travel this week again. Uh, I missed last week when y'all had chaos on. It's pretty, pretty uh, hellified show. Hey, I wasn't a part of it, but I definitely appreciate y'all for uh, including my questions because I think the um, the whole platform and him telling his story, man, was, was very uh, influential to old old heads and the youngsters. Yeah, definitely, man. He 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 touched on some some good points, uh, told the story the right way, and uh, definitely let them boys know that they ass was going to jail. Going to jail. They going to jail. <laughs> the folk gonna get them if they doing it. They going to jail. He did that. 
Yeah, man. So, uh, go ahead, Jake. Shout out to uh yeah, shout out to Chaos once again, Mr. Six Hundred. Uh we got we got a Mac, we gotta get you on that uh on that remix, man. So we gotta make that happen. Man, I don't know if you know, I've been thinking about that. I don't know if I wanna touch that remix, man. It's just too classic, but but I know. I also know what to do with it. So you know. Say Let's no see. more. Say no Let's more. See what happens. Yeah. 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 We'll see what happens. But uh, before we get started, man, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go ahead and apologize ahead of time. Uh, I'm on internet that ain't my internet, so I might freeze out a time or two. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, it's it's part of it. So uh, if I'm freezing out, uh, y'all just keep doing what y'all do, man, and I'll come back when I come back. But you, you got the you got the cricket, man. You might look. I don't know if it's cricket or crooked or what. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it is, man. But we, we're gonna go ahead and uh, jump into it though. So uh, I'm already yeah. having technical difficulties myself. So hold oh, on. Yeah. Let me let me come in here a second time. Hold up. And you know what they say? Ain't nothing but the devil. Yeah. Go ahead, do that. Yeah, ain't nothing but the devil. But um, yeah, man, we're gonna go ahead and jump into uh, episode seventeen, uh, higher learning with David J, um, better known as David Jameson, uh, best known as the dope educator. So um, for y'all that know DJ, um, he's done some great things for the kids specifically. Um, and he's achieved quite a bit. So without further ado, um, I'm gonna introduce to you guys. Model, uh, Playboy, GQ, uh, you know, educator, <laughs> MC, spokesman, uh, the dope educator himself, David Jameson II. What's going on, man? My people, my people, man. What's going on? What's up with it, bro? What's up, man? My hey, look, look, I gotta say, I gotta say this real quick. We finally got somebody on here from class of 06. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't hit 04, we didn't hit 03, and all that. So now we finally at 06. So I'm, I'm, hey man, you know, you know, um, you know, class 03 or 04, you know, we don't discriminate. You know, we just, you know, we call we call them in, man, and uh for the people here. You know, it don't matter. We want the old folks. Well, shout out to, oh man, shout out to 06. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh shout out to everybody in the, in the comments, everybody watching, uh check in, you know what to do. Let us know where you're watching from. Don't be scared to uh to comment. Sean, we know you're out there, so what's up? Sean <laughs> yep. might be in hiding today. I, I swear. Uh, we, we'll talk about that when we get through. But uh DJ, what's up, man? So uh, I'm gonna kick it off like this, man. Uh you know, when you when you started out as a kid, coming up, just kind of tell us, man, um, from your childhood up to this point. Who's been the most influential to you? Whether it was a peer, you know, an adult, an educator, who? Man, I I definitely, bro, it was a biz, man. Uh, there were several people, man, that uh, helped me to become the man that I, I, I am now. That that stood out was definitely cousin Tony Sandra, man. Uh, he 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 definitely poured into my life, man. Um, uh, man, just the. Conversations, man, from from Spiva, man, you know, Coach Danger, man, um, man, I can go go on and on, man. Miss Miss Morgan, man, um, 
you know, uh, people that understood the importance of building that relationship, human interaction daily, man. I had a few teachers that I can recall, man. Uh, I think about Miss uh, Burnside, man, you know, um, she understood, you know, that love, man. She treated us like, you know, we were her own, man. So, you know, we, it, it was definitely, bro, did it. So I, I can't just call one person, man, because I think um, it's definitely like a lot of people, man, that definitely poor. Uh, so those are just a few people that just, just pop, you know, just, just pop in mind, man. Yeah. What's up, man? Mac, you on mute? Uh, man, there you go, Mac. I got you. I got you, Mac. Go ahead. I about to say. Yeah, man. I, I had mute you, man. You had a little background noise. I wasn't trying to let DJ be cut out, man. You gonna have to. Oh, uh, man. See, I switched mics today. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna fix that after this question, though. Hey. But, but, but at the same time, bro. Like I was, I was like, I stayed in trouble. You know, <laughs> I stayed in trouble, man. Uh, coming up, man. Like I stayed getting put out of school. I was suspended almost every week. And, you know, uh, but I can recall, like, man, just a few people that just stayed on me, man. And those are a few people that uh, resonated with me. Uh, that definitely just pull in, like, hey, man, you know, you better than that. You know, uh, they just kind of just 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 grabbed me when I was heading in, in the wrong direction, man. So uh, I'm definitely grateful uh, for those people. I still talk to uh, a lot of those people to this day. You know, Miss Burnside invited me to a school, man, uh, like last year. Miss Morgan, man, she, she coached me through, you know, TED Talks. And, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that a teacher, the impact of a teacher, man, and, you know, coaches, they last a, a lifetime, man. So uh, I, I think that I, I'm appreciative of, of, of those people, man, for sure. Yeah. So what's up? So do you feel like uh, growing up in cold water prepared you for the world? And if so, how? Absolutely, man. Uh, I feel like, bro, it it wasn't easy, man. You know, uh, I, I I I feel like that uh, we had a lot of people in cold water, man, that got it out the mud, man, that understood, bro, that we were the underdogs, man, and that we had a lot to prove. And you know, and, and just this this taking that, man, you know, it just just made us tougher, man. So we could pretty much go anywhere and make it, man, because we understood like where we came from. And it also taught us the importance of like, just this family, man. It's just loyalty. You feel what I'm saying? It's just being there for um, one another, man. So when I went on in life, man, you know, I understood loyalty. I understood uh, family, man. And I just understood, bro, that things are not going to be easy all the time, but cold water, like prepare me, man, to, to just go through the, the, the sisters of life with just a positive mindset, regardless of like how things turn out, man. You know, I was taught, man, uh, growing up that things will always get better, man. So like, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, it, it wasn't, easy. I'm grateful that I was the, uh, on the dog, you know? So, uh, yeah, man, uh, it definitely, uh, it definitely prepared me for life for sure, bro. For sure. So DJ, I, you mentioned, um, that you were getting in trouble a lot in school, getting suspended and all that. But I know, I, I remember you preaching Absolutely. at an early age. How did, how did those two things, you know, kind of coincide? And do you feel like you were you were battling with, with some stuff or like yeah. now, at your age now, how do you how do you look back on that time and see yeah. those two things working against each other? I, I 
I understood at a young age, man, my, my purpose in life, right? But I also um, was dealing with a, a bout of trying to fit in, you know, uh, not understanding that I was not created to fit in, but I was created to stand out, right? So uh, growing up, you know, I acted out because I wanted that attention. Uh, so uh, basically, it was just an escape from me just, you know, just walking into my purpose, which is tough. Like when you uh, when you know at a young age, like you got a huge calling, man, like it's tough to just accept that, you know, and, and I go alongside with the, the crowd, man. So uh, I still think that uh, me starting off young, it prepared me like it set the tone for my life now, which what I do. I go around and I and I speak, man, I travel around the world and I speak to people. So I started doing that when I was 12 years old, man, because God had his hand on me at 12 years old and he didn't take his hand off me, man. Um, so uh, I was just going through that battle. And and, and, and I think that the enemy definitely wanted to keep me bound for so long because I, I think about it. What if I would have just stuck with it? What if I would have stayed focused at a young age? Imagine like how far I would have been out to this point, you know? So I think that it was more of a d d distraction, something to keep me bound in that moment. But now I feel myself walking in my purpose. Although I feel like, man, like I haven't made it yet. You know, people may look at my life and they say, hey, man, you, 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 you're successful. But I look and I say, man, I haven't even made it yet because I know, you know, my purpose is much, much, much more bigger. Yeah. Yeah. DJ, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, just being in trouble um, <laughs> when you was coming up. Um, I don't know how often you got in trouble, but what I, what I, I'll tell you what I remember. I remember DJ, look cool kid, you know, a couple years younger than me. And um, I did, we all went through this phase where we, you know, tried to fit in whether we, we thought we were or not. You know, um, I smoked weed first time at 16 years old. You know, a lot of people didn't know that. Part of that was me trying to fit in. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and it's crazy because didn't even have the resource to even do it, but did it anyway. You know, right. so um, with, with some of your, your challenges and, and trying to fit in, was it more so peer pressure or are you trying to prove a point to yourself or trying to prove a point to somebody else? Man, I, I think it was just, man, um, surroundings, you know, the environment, um, uh, fitting in. I think it was a combination of everything, you know, uh, but I knew who I was, but I still, you know, uh, I was surrounded around that type of environment but it's almost like man sometimes we can be good seed but planting in bad soil you know and at the same time you can take that same soil and water that seed and and that seed that's supposed to be like not so good seed can flourish if it's watered the right way so i think that everything that i was doing i was pretty much a product of what i hung around with the, the uh environment right so the people you know uh Although, man, I feel like I had some, you know, I, I had great people, great, great friends. You know, I surrounded myself around, you know, great people. You know, me, me and Joe in the day, man, we was just kicking a joke, you know, joke off, man. But then Princeton and then, but at the same time, man, I'd be at home, man. And I'd hang with, you know, a few friends and we'd go and get grass off the ground and <laughs> roll it up in paper and <laughs> smoking grass like we smoking <laughs> weed, man. Like we used to do stupid stuff like that. And, you know, until I got older, you know, then, I, you know, we, we, we learned what we was. So we just went through just the process, man, of just, kind of, you know, a, a man from childhood to teenage years to adulthood, man. So I, I think, man, it's just a normal child childhood life, man. You know, we just doing things and just going with the flow. 
Yeah. Yeah. As you was talking, um, I was just kind of thinking back, and you mentioned, you know, the battles. Uh, I thought about something that's you really kind of it's it's been personal to me the last couple of years. So my youngest son, uh, Peyton, when he was coming out of Head Start, he uh, got diagnosed with a speech delay. Mm-hmm. I remember us laughing and joking with you back in the day with the with the with the stuttering, right? And so just to see now, look at you now today. I guess my question is, um, like. How did you overcome that? Was that something that you just had to deliberately work on? And do you feel like cold water provided the adequate resources for you? And I and I say that because uh, I mentioned my son coming out of Head Start. He they put him on a, a plan IP to get it corrected and all that. And so he's two years removed and he's good. But I just don't remember like there being the resources available. So I, I guess I just want to, to see what you're doing now. How did, yeah. you, how, how did you overcome that? I, I think, bro, we definitely did not have the resources. I remember growing up, man, I think I, uh, I think it was, I forgot to teach you, but they had speech, right? And we would just go in and just, you know, say a few, you know, sounds and, you know, and uh, I think it was probably maybe, I don't know, 30 minutes, of, you know, a week. Uh, basically, but it, it definitely uh, didn't really solve the problem uh, because it didn't. It wasn't consistent, uh, and I definitely didn't think that we had the, the the resources like now, man. Like we got stuff like I've learned that you know in the world they offer like Toastmasters, man. They actually like take you and prepare you and coach you. Like we need things like this in school as well, man. So uh, I definitely think that we did not have the resources. But I think, bro, I never really. I can't say I just overcame it. I just walked into it, man, and, and I just never stopped. You know, um, sometimes, man, what we see as a a, a, a a problem, man, it's really not a problem, bro. It, it's it's just how we handle it, man. So um, when I was growing up, man, you probably don't know, bro, but I was ashamed to like speak out in public, man. Like in class, when when I man, I probably had something like strong to say, bro, but I was afraid that it was not gonna come out right, man. You know. So uh, I used to hide behind that, man. And I got older. I realized, man, that, yo, it's a reason why I had that problem, man, because I had a lot to say, right? And I allowed that fear to hold me back. So now I travel the world speaking, something that was once a challenge for me, man, you know? But now I also understand that there are resources that we have, man. Now, uh, and, and, and probably was always there, right? But we didn't know because we, we weren't exposed to that. So now that we are exposed to stuff like this, that's why we got to, like, bring stuff back to cold water. You know, we got we to gotta bring this to schools, you know. Like, we shouldn't just see Toastmasters and things like that. That's, like, the world, like, later or just, at, you know, PWIs and things of that nature. We need this in our black community to prepare our students for uh, success. Something I wish I would have had, like, early on, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And and before before Mac asks his question, my bad, Matt. Let me jump in real quick. Um, DJ, I can relate to that. Go ahead, um, bro. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, DJ, I can relate to that, man. I've always had a stutter too. And most of mine come from being excited or nervous. Yeah. Or both, you know. And so um I kinda when, I, when as you were talking, I was thinking about Steve Harvey. You know, Steve Harvey is probably on every damn thing you, you can see or 
hear this going on now on the radio or the TV. And I heard him talk about having a stutter problem one time and somebody telling him that, no, you don't have a stutter problem. You know, you just need to think about what you're going to say and say it to yourself three times. And believe it or not, I actually tried that one time and it worked. But I, you know, I, I ain't practicing or nothing because when I get, you know, nervous or excited, I still stutter. And it's just who I am, you know. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense because it's like when we just start talking and get excited, man, you know, it's like we don't process what we're going to say, you know, and everybody mm -hmm. don't, don't have, you know, that, you know, that gift to just talk without thinking, you know, and yeah. still come out right, man. I think uh, President Obama had the, the same problem. You still hear, you know, when he talked, you know. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt. Your turn. He might be froze. All right, Joe, we're going with that one then. We don't even get in like now. Go ahead, G. Oh, oh so <laughs> we, we talked about cold water, growing up in cold water. Oh. Uh, and then uh, you go to Tougaloo, make the decision to go to Tougaloo. Just kind of um, walk us through that, uh, walk us through that process and, uh, um, and you know, just tell us what all went into that. Man, first of all, bro, I my first goal, man, was to just finish high school. <laughs> that was my first goal, man. Uh, I remember my junior year, I think it was my junior year in high school, bro. I made all Fs. I don't know, I didn't make a D or nothing. I made all Fs, right? Um, and I man, I brought that report card back home, man. And my mom, she, she looked at me crazy, man. That next year, I made the honor roll, right? I was like, man, I got to get my stuff together, man. Like, I want more. I want to go to college, right? Yeah. So, uh, the two schools, man, that was like at the top for me. I was like, yo, I want to go to an HBCU. That's just was always my my goal, HBCU. I said, I'm going to go to Jackson State, Tougaloo. Tougaloo was the first school that accepted me. And also, I'm going to be real. Um, my cousin was like, hey, bro, it's 16 girls and one boy at Tougaloo. You need to go to Tougaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I said, man, I'm going to Tougaloo with 16 girls and one boy. I'm going to Tougaloo Cottage, man. So, man, that's really what made me go to Tougaloo, you know, because I had, you know, I, Lee, Lee told me about Tougaloo. Uh, Fred was like, man, I went to Tougaloo, man, 16 to 1. I said, bro, I called Dave. they like, man, we going to Tougaloo, right? So, man, that's how I got there, bro. Um, when I got there, man, it's like Tougaloo really, man, was like the era where, like, David just started to form into, like, this 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 gentleman man like i like my dressing man like uh you know i started wearing suits every day i, I was wearing you know bow ties to class man because the environment man that i was around was just like people that i wanted to emulate man so black it, excellence. say it again black excellence exactly that's exactly what i saw there man so uh i remember bro my first my first semester, man, I was on the dean's list, man. I ain't never seen grades like that in my life. My first semester, I went in focus because I I, I did not want to, like, fail out, bro. I, that, that was like a fear of mine, right? I said, man, I'm going to go to Tougaloo, man. I'm going to change my whole life, man. I got there, man. I was on the dean's list, man. I started doing pageants. I won uh, Mr. GQ. Uh, I think that was 2007, 2008. Delta pageant. Shout out to the, to the latest of Delta Sigma Theta Award Incorporated. Uh, I was Mr. GQ, man, 2007, 2008, man. I, man, went on, man. I, I was featured. Um, I think I had my first commercial uh, feature there, too, as well, man. So it was like everything began to happen, like, right there at Tougaloo College, which kind of, I think, when I look back, it really set the 
the scene for what's happening now because my first commercial started there you know yeah. uh, you know the features the you know just the, the presence man it was like preparing me for what i was going to see later in life yeah you didn't think i knew about that gq thing did you i saw you smiling earlier <laughs> and then bro what, what's crazy is this though um i actually took a break um uh, I did not, okay, my senior year, I took a break and I went back, right? So when I went back, my son's mother was pregnant with my uh, my son, right? So I was like, bro, like, I just got to finish. I had failed, failed uh, my English courses, I think, my last year, right? So I said, man, I got to graduate because, like, I, I have to do this for not only me, but for my son as well, man. So, man, I, I went back, man, I focused, man. And I, I, I graduated with the bachelor's degree in English, man. I was like, man, I had no idea how I was going to graduate with a bachelor's degree in English because when I got into it, I was like, man, this is like, this is tough because I'm typing, bro. I'm typing five, six papers every single day because I got papers in every class, right, man? But I buckled down, man, and I focused. And that experience taught me, man, that I could do anything if I just focus, right and put my mind to it and that's exactly what i did man and that just really helped to set that tone as well yeah, yeah. what you got man i don't know what i missed bro my my internet tripping bad today man hey man hey man ain't you updated before the show i don't i don't know hey what? we we good man what did just say we were just talking about uh uh, him leaving cold water going to Tugalo. So, yeah, nah, Eric just said some sleep. No, I did. I said nothing but the devil, man. Go on. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it, it ain't nothing but the devil. Keep your check, DJ. Hey, when, when was it that you knew you wanted to be an educator, bro? You know what? I never planned on being an educator, man. Um, education <laughs> was never something that I thought that I would be doing, right? I, I, I could kind of like walk you through it, man. Um, I was staying in Georgia, man, like shortly, man. I did acting, right? Um, I remember I had an accident that brought me back home. And I was at another broken egg, man, and I bumped into cold water native James Gordon at another broken egg, right? My frat brother as well, man. He asked me a question. He said, hey, hey man, do you have a passion for, for teaching because we need more black men in uh, the school system? I said, yeah. Um, so man, I he said come come by the office, man. Um, when you leave, so I, I came by his office, man. Bro, in three weeks, I was in a classroom teaching. In three weeks, um, and man, and when I tell you, like so much success came from that, and I I had a, a conversation with James, man. I said, man, did you think that when you approached me that I would get this much? Uh, success through teaching. He said, man, I had no idea. I was just trying to get a a, 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 a body in the building. <laughs> 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 he had no idea, man. But when I got there, man, it's like those students, they saw a representation of who they were. So when I got in, man, I, it was like, hey, man, we got a black man. We got a young black man. Ooh. They were excited to see a a representation of themselves and somebody that understood, man, the importance of love and human interaction. They, so that's at the tone, man. Um, 
that definitely set the tone, and 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 that was the reason I got into education. So I'm, I'm appreciative of just James Gordon, man, of just recruiting not only from the classroom, man, but from just outside as well. You know, so it yeah. was gave me the opportunity. Yeah, that's dope, man. I was going to ask you if you had any uh, influences early on to become an educator, but you just pretty much explained right. that. So. And, and you know what though, my mom, man, she was a teacher as well, you know. Um, but then I didn't, I still didn't ever think about teaching. <laughs> but my mom, yeah. she, she taught, so I had that in my family as well, you know. Uh, and she always would tell me, yo, get into education, get into education. I said, mom, they don't pay teachers enough. Like they, they do not pay teachers enough. Teachers are so undervalued, right? But I never knew that I could make a lot of money through teaching, through partnerships, man, through like. Everything that I thought I had to have without teaching, I got all of that just by saying yes, by being obedient to my calling to teach, man. So I thought that I had to work for like this this big company to, to make a whole lot of money. I didn't know that through teaching, I was going to land a Gap commercial, man. So God really showed me that he can use me, man, like wherever I am. Like it, it, it doesn't matter. Just say yes. And by me just just saying yes, like it opened up doors, partnerships, man. I, I don't know how how far I'm, I'm going. I want to go past y'all. No, you good, yeah. man. It 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 opened up like so many doors, man. For being featured on the Kelly Clarkson show, man. Good Morning America, People Magazine, ABC Nightly News, man. Uh, be a boy on, on on Times Square, man. Like it's mind blowing. Like just because I understood the importance of like just just spreading love and seeing uh students as 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 man because i remember being that problem kid growing up so when i saw a kid that was hard to reach man i understood that that kid he ain't no bad kid ain't no such thing as bad kids man. it's learn it's learned behavior these kids they learn that from somewhere man but see pastor Gibbons told me if we see people as 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 problems we'll try to solve them man but if we see them as people we'll we'll, we'll serve them right so i saw those kids not as problems right but i saw those kids as 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 kids that, that just needed more attention man you know so uh there's just open like a, a lot of doors for me man the world just saw a young black male teacher first of all because black men only make up two percent when it comes to 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 education right so that's something that many people may or may not know like we only make up two percent man but research also suggests that if a student have at least one black male teacher they will later go on to do great things in life man so that's why it's important you know to have you know more, more black men and and more representation in uh classrooms as well yeah yeah i, I wanted to go back and, and grab this you know uh you got the bachelor's in english right what 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 were you uh, initially planning on doing uh, with the degree in English if it wasn't education? <laughs> Let me tell you this, man. I had no idea what I wanted to major in when I uh, went to college, man. I just wanted to go to college, right? So I remember uh, going to, to a session, man, and uh, it was this guy. He was like, if you don't know what you want to major in, major in something that you're good at. I said, man, I like to read and write. You know, I like to type papers. So I started off, I majored in biology in my first year, man. I said, oh, this, this ain't for me, dog. <laughs> like after one semester, right? <laughs> so I said, oh, man, this ain't it right here. So uh, I switched it when I heard dude, man. I said, okay, man, I'm going to major in English. 
And I just stuck with it. But connected the dots. So later on in life, I needed that, right? And I ended up being an English teacher. Crazy how God worked, man. Yeah. Hey, man, uh, since being an educator, like, you talked about the kids and not being bad kids and all that. Yeah. What was the most challenging uh, thing that you bumped into mm, bro. in your tenure as teacher? Man, so many things, bro. But if, if I can name just one thing, bro, I can think about my first, my first experience teaching, right? So, uh, man. It was just this one one boy, man, uh, one black kid, man. Um, he stayed in trouble, man. He used to throw desks at teachers, man, cuss teachers out. I'm talking about he used to act out every single day. But when he got to my class, he was chill, man, right? So one day I asked him, I said, hey, man, you know, uh, why you why you act out in class every single day, man? Like, like why do you curse these teachers out? Why are you throwing desks like that, man? He was like, you don't know what I've been through, man. I said, what, what you mean? I, I don't know what you've been through, man. You you 12 years old, man. What have you been through in your, your 12 years of, of, of living in life, man? He said, bro, you don't like you, you, you don't want to know what I've been. You don't, you don't want to know. I said, no, I really want to know, man. He said, well, man, I, I, I seen my mother get killed right in front of me, man. He said, I, I seen my, my, my brother die right there in front of me, too, man. And, and, and I'm staying with my auntie right now. She's strong. I got on drugs right now. You don't know what I've been through, man. And I was like, yeah, you you right, man. I apologize. You know, I, I I I didn't know. Like I didn't understand, man. But I promise you, man, that I understand now that you've been through more in your 12 years of living that many adults have ever been through. So that just like opened up my eyes, man, to like what I dealt with, man, to the point where I was uh had any evaluation uh one one day man and on the day of my informed evaluation this girl was sleeping man. on the day that i was being evaluated like she wanted like take a nap she ain't never ever went to sleep a day in class until the day i'm, I'm like i've been evaluated and she she, she want to go to sleep on, on that day right although i'm agitated you know a little bit but i tapped on the shoulder man and i said hey wake up so she raised up i kept teaching but it was late in private that I approached her. And I was like, so why did you choose to fall asleep on the day that I was being evaluated? Like you could have like went to sleep any other day. She was like, me and my mother, you know, we got put out of our apartment last night and we ain't had nowhere to go. So we rode around all night, you know? And I imagine like how many other teachers would have took that situation and screamed at her and, you know, you just gonna go to sleep? Why are you gonna fall asleep on the day of my evaluation? I couldn't, man. But that situation allowed me to move beyond the script to actually hear that child's heart, right? I could have just looked at, just focused on me, what I was doing, me trying to get a, a perfect score. But I had to, like me, <laughs> me learning from the students helped me to become an effective teacher. That would help me. Me paying attention to their needs, you know, their wants. That helped me to become any effective teacher, man, by listening with my heart, though, not just with my ears. So <clears throat> I was gonna follow up to that. Cause I, you know, um your 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 uh well alias or whatever that it, that might be, the dope educator. Mm -hmm. you, you never called yourself the dope teacher. You've always been the dope educator. Is there anything mm -hmm. behind it? 
like that you see as a as a difference in why you wanted to brand yourself as the dope educator versus the dope teacher? Absolutely, man, because I believe that there's a difference between a teacher and an educator, right? Social media is teaching our children, right? The round is our teaching them, right? But very little is actually educating them, right? So I didn't want to just become a teacher. I want to become an educator, not only an educator, but a dope educator. Dope is actually an acronym that stands for discover, overlook potential in everyone, man. So I wanted to, to become that that person, man, that educator. Yeah. That's dope. No pun intended. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um earlier you mentioned before we transition from, from education, you mentioned that uh you know you didn't you didn't know what you want to major in in college, just wanted to go to college. So in your journey of being an educator, like how are you or what steps do you take to kind of enlighten students or help them to be able to make a decision or just give them education, educate them on like being able to choose a career path or even just the, the simple guidance you got. Like, hey, if you absolutely cannot decide, maybe you should just focus on something you like and later it'll come. Man, relationship, 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 man. You know, I, I talk to my students, not only, you know, just when I, I had them, man, I have students that still call me now, man. So uh, I expose my, my students to college, man, even at fifth grade. You know, I, I taught fifth, uh, fifth grade, man. So we did things you know, daily, man, or, or you know, weekly uh, to kind of expose them to schools at a very young age. Oftentimes, students are not introduced to college until like later on in life, right? Like you don't really start in fifth grade, you know. So, but students, they you know they they'll see me in my par uh, uh, paraphernalia and stuff, man. They're like Mr. James, uh, what's that? You know, what's those letters? And then that's an opportunity for me to explain to them about you know college and pleasure and how the, uh, those things work, man. So, uh, just always just having that open ear, man. Uh, exposing them at a very young age and just keeping that constant communication line with them as well, man. So uh, when I was teaching Principal James Gore, man, you know, he he always, he, he was an advocate, you know, up there. He would have banners, you know, on our classrooms of different colleges, right? So each teacher that went to a college that they have their their, their banner, you know, outside of their uh, classroom. So we, we're basically just exposing them at a very young age, man. The college and also of course career fairs and you know things of that nature yeah yeah that's a, that's a really good thing man because um to your point i didn't know about fraternities and sororities until i was like 12th grade exactly and you know didn't really make no major visits you know until i was about to that point where i'm like yeah it's time to make some moves you know it was like on some procrastination stuff but it was more so uh not having the guidance uh, and I think you guys are doing a great job providing guidance to kids at an early age. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yep. Man, we're going to transition into um, what Princeton like to call operating in your gift. Mm -hmm. You know, if, uh, you know, if you don't, if you don't operate in your gift, people will do what? People going to suffer, man. They're going to suffer. They're going to suffer. So I'm, I'm going to turn it over to Matt. Uh, am I freezing? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. It's on you, Matt. Yeah, man. I'm back. I told you, bro. It's a, it's it's a struggle today, but 
anyway, I remember uh, uh, you spoke about earlier just going viral off the, off the handshake video and uh, all of the opportunities that later uh, came of that on garnering national attention. So just talk to us about uh, or elaborate on the impact that this had on your career and or life. Uh, I know you did a little bit earlier. Yes, sir. But if you can, uh, just further elaborate on that. Man, uh, dude, it had a major, a major, major impact, man. Um, I remember telling uh, the, the, the students, man, let me put my phone on my child, y'all. Down, y'all, man. <laughs> so uh, I remember, man, um, telling my students on, on the first day of school, I told them, create your own handshake, and I got a surprise for the person that can come up with their very own handshake, right? So, like, that was my very own way of kind of, like, ridding those kids in to build that relationship, right? Because I believe that you have to be able to catch the fish before you can clean the fish, right? Many of us were trying to clean the fish that we haven't caught yet, man. So, uh, that was just my way of building a relationship, you know, uh, the handshake. Had no idea that the handshakes were going to actually go viral, right? So, I went viral for the first time in 2019. Uh, I think my first feature was uh, Good Morning America, right? After Good Morning America, it's like everybody came. Uh, you know, Access Hollywood. No, my first feature, I take that back. At Access Hollywood. Then Good Good Morning America came, right? And then it just, just kept going on and on and on and on. Uh, my next year teaching, uh, I think that was probably my, my third year, like when, when I actually like started the, you know, the handsets going and everything. Uh, COVID hit 2020, right? Yeah. I, I almost walked away from education, man. Like I called, you know, James, man. I was like, man, you know what? Bro, I don't think I want to do it no more, man. Like I said, man, I, I can't I can't be on a computer, man, and talk to kids, man. It's just not the same. I, I don't have that touch like that, man. So he said, man, just uh, think about it, man. You know, uh, make the decision, you know, reach back out to me, man. Just let me know what you want to do. Thought about it, man. I prayed about it. I said, you know what, man? Those those kids need me at, at this time, man. So, dude, I I, I uh, started doing the same thing uh, virtually. You know, I started doing virtual handshakes, words of affirmations. You know, class songs daily. You know, uh, mental health uh, little check ins. And we finally went back into the classroom. And before we went back into the classroom, I had a dream that I was in the classrooms, like dancing with the kids again. Right. Fast forward. They called us back in the classroom. I said, okay, I'm going to create customized greetings with the kids, but it's going to be like non-contact greetings. So we created like dances, like, you know, non-contact. We recorded it. And we went viral again. So we, we, you know, we blow. So every year, basically, we just kept, kept going viral to the point where that, that last year, man, uh, the clothing line got reached out to me. So they sent me, um, they emailed me first. Uh, and I, I actually did not see the email. So the casting director reached out to me via DM on IG. She said, you may want to check your, your, your spam or something because uh, it's an important email there for you. And I read it and I said, yo, this is, I thought that it, it was like, you know, like a scam or something, man. Uh, so I, I checked it, man, and I saw the clothing line gap. I'm like, yo, this is huge. Then I saw the the um, the contract, the payment amount. I said, yo, y'all gonna pay me all this for a commercial? <laughs> I said, bro, look, it, it's only one stipulation, man. I said, it's one stipulation. I said, if y'all gonna take me to the top, I ain't going to the top without my students. I said, so you gonna pay me? 
you're gonna pay all 23 of these students right here too. She she's like, she said, uh, give me a minute, you know, to <laughs> to process this and everything. Reach back out to me. She said, we're gonna pay out, we're gonna pay all your students as well. And we're gonna give your school ten thousand dollars and five hundred gap school uh uniforms and five hundred gap hoodies as well, man. So they came to Memphis, Tennessee at Hickory Ridge Elementary and filmed a national commercial that aired on every platform around the, the world. And we lost them for for a minute. Oh, we good, man. We look, we done had some some crazy technical difficulties tonight. Probably whoever was trying to block us yesterday. Yeah, man. You know what? Maybe you know might be right with it. Someone somebody done hacked. Sorry about that, bro. Hey. Hey, DJ. Yeah, man. And that tripping everywhere, big dog. Here we go. Man. I'm back, man. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm yeah. back, man. Yeah. I'm back. So somebody tried to call me, man. I, I had my phone on do <laughs> on, on do not disturb, but you you know, you have like certain people that'll call you to go through. So yeah. I'm sorry yeah. about that, man. It was uh, the same thing when he was on. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He, he he said he in ATL. That's a uh slutty vegan order pulling up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, DJ. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, uh, I was saying, man, like, you know, they came to Memphis, Tennessee, Hickory Ridge, man. They filmed that commercial right there at our school, man. And man, my students' confidence went to a whole nother level, man. Like, that commercial did so much to my students, man. It was amazing, bro. Like, uh, one of my uh, students, man, uh, it was two, two twin girls, man. Uh, they were able to buy their mother a car from that commercial, from the funding they got from that commercial, man. So uh, things like that, man, let me know, man, that like my my living and my teaching like was not in vain, man. Um, after the commercial, I received an offer, man, to move to Dallas, man, as the engagement uh, co uh, 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 coordinator for uh, a school district there. So, man, I prayed about that thing, man. Uh, while I was at Dallas trying to find a place, right? I got a phone call from Memphis Shelby County Schools. Mr. Jameson, you've done some great things for the district, opened up so many doors for these students. Like, we got a position for you right here in HR. Like, we don't want you to leave. I said, all right, well, that is, they, they, they offered me this. So, yeah, I, like, what y'all gonna do? <laughs> you know? Match. Uh, Match so, uh, right. So, man, they, you know, they, 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 they matched it, man. And, um, I said, okay, uh, this is this is God's doing, bro. This is favorite. At this moment, I saw that, you know, I asked God to order, like, my steps, man. So I was obedient and staying. And not only that, I was able to stay at the place that, you know, opened up doors for me as well, you know. So, uh, so now that has opened up doors for me to now work in HR as the recruitment advisor for Memphis Shelby County Schools, uh, where I also uh, have the marketing as well. So I do the uh, the social media co commercials, man. I do recruitment. I'm actually in uh, Georgia right now, of course, like recruiting teachers right here in Georgia. Uh, so, man, it just opened up many different, like many doors, man, from this to my own brand now as well, the dope uh, educator where I, I travel around the world speaking to schools and colleges about the importance of just building uh, relationships with kids, man. So, uh, Ted talk came came from it as well. Um, 
man, so many doors, man. I I had no idea, man, that I can go and speak for an hour, man, and make over four thousand dollars just speaking for an hour, man. Uh, so I just learned, man, to just not only to invest in companies, but also invest in like my own brand, bro. So it, it, it opened up doors uh, for me to, to also invest in my very own brand to to invest in me like although we go to these nine to five these nine to fives all the time man like how how much of that time do we take and just invest in our own brand man uh so now I'm, i see the right. bigger picture now man like you know what i got a nine to five but guess what i'm gonna put time in my own brand as well man because like I want to retire, man, with, with, with millions, bro. A multi, I, I want to build. A, I am going to build a multi-million dollar brand, man. So I'm spending just as much as time in my own brand, man, as well. So that opened up doors for, for me to do things that I love as well, bro. Yeah, that's dope. You, you, I got to follow up real quick. My bad, Joy. I just want to follow up because he touched on it um already, uh, and it's it's dope that you get to you know what I'm saying have that balance of bringing your own your own brand into uh what you're already doing and they they coincide with but uh I when principal Gordon was on he mentioned like hey man DJ doing so well they done moved them to HR so I was gonna ask uh how was that transition and you touched on some already and is the impact the same and as satisfying as actually being in the classroom for you I think the uh I have an even more important impact man because I'm putting great talent in front of students now so i'm able to make the decision to put students you know uh the teachers in front of students man um the satisfaction uh of going from the classroom to hr is totally different man it's totally different um i have a passion for kids right so it's it's different when i'm behind a desk when i'm traveling around um i wouldn't say that um It's as satisfying, you know, but when you get to see the paychecks, it, it, it become a, a bit more satisfying than being in the yeah. classroom. <laughs> we're going to be real with it. So that's why, like, we need to pay teachers more. We need to pay teachers what they work. Teachers are, are underpaid. You know, they should, it should be a minimal teacher salary, you know, 70000 at the very least. Like, teachers, bro, like, they on the front line daily, man. So it, it 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 irritates me, man, that teachers are so underpaid, man. When we are the one profession that helps to create all other professions, why are we not, you know, on the same like pay scale as those other professions, man? So um, I feel like something has to change, and that would also attract more people to education as well, man. So I guarantee you, man, if 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 uh, they would offer me, you know a respectable amount of money to stay in education i probably would just stay teaching man as well you know because like i get that fulfillment right from being in that classroom man from building that relationship with kids man you know although we we, we can argue like it's, it shouldn't be about the money it shouldn't no you, you can go ahead and, and say you know you can say all that as well right but you still got me don't pay them bills Come on, man. Come on, man. You still got to provide for your family, man. You still got a certain, I don't, I don't know about anybody else, but I still got a certain type of life, lifestyle, like, uh, right, that I want to live, man. So, uh, and that requires, man, like, money, you know, funding, right? So, 
if we if we're going to say we want to keep teachers in, in the building, man, we gotta we gotta we gotta pay these teachers these teachers. And I can say that Memphis every kind of schools have have taken steps, man, to ensure that the teacher pay is definitely about to change, man. So hopefully, you know, the the things that's about to happen will happen. You know, we prefer about those things, but we are. Uh, trying to make some changes, man. And and I'm and, and I'm hoping that, you know, this change will be like monumental uh as well. Hope I answered that question, man. No. Yeah, we did. Yeah. DJ, you you was talking about um um building relationships with the students. Mm-hmm. And I would say the handshake movement, I'm sure you built a lot of trust with your students and they, you know, they trust you a lot. You trust them from that. How has that um, translated to your relationships with their parents as mm. far as, like, you know, getting them to do what they're supposed to do when they're not in your classroom? Dude, it's, <laughs> it's literally, man, like the the blueprint, right? It's the blueprint. Once parents see that students love you, the parents will re- respect you in a whole other way. Like, I could literally, man – <laughs> I remember my, um, I think, I think it was my, my first year teaching. And uh, at the time, man, I, I grabbed a student. I like, man, you know, come on, man, get yourself together. And you never supposed to like touch the student or things, things of that nature, man. But when you have a relationship with that kid's parent, I can call the parent like, hey, mom, hey, dad. Hey, I had to get him today. I had to get on to him today. I had to snatch him up today. They're like, oh, you did what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it's just that having that uh, relationship, man. Of course, especially with with those boys, man. Uh, those parents, man, they respected me in a major way when they saw that their kid would come in, like the classroom that I taught in, excel, man, and that I saw those kids as as people, and not as just you know problems, man. So uh, I think that made parents want to come to the school and be a part of things as well. Uh, when oftentimes it's hard to get parents to like show up for stuff, man, you know, uh, especially when those parents, they saw their kids was like a part of commercials and going to be on TV interview and stuff like that. Like, because the kids, man, they've been on this journey with me the whole time. Like they were being like, when the people interview me, they talk to the kids too as well, you know, cause they want to know like, okay, we hear you talking, but what the students got to say, you know, can the students bag right. you up as well? So, when the parents saw that, the parents came. I had one parent that, that came on, and she like, man, she was like, hey, Mr. James has really helped my son's confidence in a major way, you know? So just parents seeing things uh, like that, I think it, it really built that respect, you know, in me as a teacher as well, man. So I, I think winning the parents over, man, is just as important. But, you know, I'm going to be real. Like, some parents, it's just, it just ain't, ain't no hope, man. You know, <laughs> like it, it has to be, you know, parents that really want better for their students. And, and also, you know, going to be real when they kid like in the wrong, you know, because yeah. you, you may have, you know, some parents that just like for their kids to the point where they're loyal to their wrong, you know, and they're not loyal to uh, the truth. Right. And you got to know how to handle those kind of parents as well. Like. I'm not saying that it, it has always been sunny, like uh, with our parents, man. But I also know 
that it's important for me to approach every situation in a positive way, man. So, yeah, yeah, and it's tough too, man, because, and I know you know this, DJ, but um, you got some parents out there, man, they don't they don't want their kids to achieve more than what they did. Exactly, I think, I think it's crazy. Yeah, you know, absolutely, I think it's crazy. But uh, glad to have you, man, doing you know doing positive things like you've done and like you're continuing to do. Because you know you're bringing in more teachers like yourself, you know, to make an impact. Uh, hey, bro, I appreciate you, and I appreciate y'all, man, for this uh, platform. Hey, hey, hey wait through, wait through. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. Look, I'm just saying. <laughs> he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, but I just want to. Hey, I just want to shout out uh, you know, the platform, man. You know, you yeah. giving me my flowers, man. So I want to give y'all y'all flowers, man, for presenting this platform, man. You know, yeah. to talk to people of our community, man, people that, you know, have, have often, man, been counted out and have moved from being counted out like myself to being counted on in the world. Because Cold Water, man, we got a lot of great talent in the world. Y'all have, bro, created a, a platform, man, so that people can see. And also people that may not even know about the great things that have came out of Cold Water. So shout out to y'all, man. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, appreciate it. That, that, that was like a little intermission, man. You know, that's that was me putting water on your flower, bro. I, I wish you would hang up, call you back. Bro, that's all good, man. I ain't so look, going nowhere. I, I want to pick up um, right there. So, like, you 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 on the road um, recruiting teachers. So, what is what does David Jameson look for in a teacher that he's trying to bring to Memphis? Man, I look for a teacher, man, that simply has a passion for kids, man. You know, um, you know, we do have uh, minimum of requirements, you know, bachelor's degree, you know, um, GPA of at least a 2.75 undergraduate. But if you don't have that, that's okay. David James can still get you in, in the classroom, you know what I'm saying? If you're willing, if you show me that you really have a passion for it, I can show you like alternate routes that you can actually take, man. So uh, I want people, man, that have a passion for kids, man, uh, that understand that we have the most important job in the world that's going to, to help to prepare the next generation of leaders, man. So um, I simply look for passion, man. You know, because uh, I don't just want to put like teachers in classrooms. Like I want teachers that's going to go in and, and, and move these kids, man, and just really understand the importance of first building a relationship with kids. That's the most important thing, because I feel if you can first build that relationship, you can teach a kid anything. You ain't going to have no problem. You don't have no behavior problem or nothing. If you understand the importance of building relationships with kids, I think that's the most important thing, man, relationship. Yeah. Dig that. Yeah. So um hey, transition man to your, your other works. Um you mentioned it earlier. So kind of tell us a little more about your TED Talks and how that came about. Yeah, man. Um <clears throat> that TED Talk came about. Uh I was a part of Teacher Appreciation Week for New Memphis, right? I did an interview with them, right? So it was about an hour long. And man, it, it was just deep and powerful, man. And those those people, man, that, that interviewed me, I think Anna Thompson, man, like they were literally crying while, you know, we were talking, man, about the experiences teaching and the, the impact students. So they reached out to me, man, about a, a year later. And they was like, hey, 
we want to we, we want you to be a part of ted talk memphis like ted talk i'm like yo y'all want me to be a part of this i said okay i said you know thank you you know they they presented that opportunity uh to me man just simply through hearing my 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 story through hearing my my journey right so it just goes to show that you really never know who you're talking to and you really never know, man, that who's going to present the next opportunity for you. So it really just simply came through me just having a regular interview like I'm doing now, man, in a, a position, a, a huge opportunity was presented to me just simply through having an interview doing teacher appreciation week. So uh, that TED Talk, for, for the people that, that, that don't know what TED Talk is, it's a simple platform, man, where um, people, they – come on and they, they pretty much, they talk, you know, uh, it's like a conversational piece, right? You're, you pretty much have a topic, you know, mine was, um, uh, sorry, I forgot about it that quick. <laughs> I forgot that quick. Um, my talk was reaching the heart of students, right? So for about 11 minutes, I talked about, I talked about reaching the heart of students and things that we have to do, you know, as people to reach the heart of, of students. So everybody pretty much got a different topic, man. And so that came about this um, opportunity, man, just from talking. Did they choose a topic for you? Huh? Say it again. Did they choose a topic for you? No, no, bro. You you choose your your own topic. And uh, the here's the the thing about it, man. Um, they tell you that you know a talk shouldn't be no longer than ten to to fifteen minutes. Uh, they really they, they want a lot of media like uh, power, uh, PowerPoints because they didn't want want that to take away from the talk. And also, what people may not know, TED talks are, you know, you can't read nothing. Like it ain't no, <laughs> you ain't no teleprompters, nothing. It's just you having a conversation, a piece like I'm doing right now, like no script or nothing. You just talking. So it has to be if you like to um, memorize stuff, memorize or points, but you cannot look at anything, man. So the most important question about this, did you get a bag for the TED Talk? TED Talks, you don't get paid for TED Talks. You, you did not get oh, paid. No. For, yeah, you, but the exposure, yeah. the, the exposure is the bag. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's the thing. A TED Talk, man, can open up so many doors because it's a platform, right? Yeah. That's yeah. just, it's huge, right? So, yeah. Uh, Man, yeah, it has already opened up doors, and I was already, you know, moving around talking anyway, right? So I've I've, I've been, you know, doing that just through talking, but the TED Talks just put me on a whole nother level. So now when companies reach out to me, and I say, yo, I I I did a TED Talk, like man, it puts me in front of so many different people just having a TEDx speaker on my bio, you know. So uh, it definitely man, price is not today's price. Exactly. So now, exactly that part right there. So now I'm, I'm able to just you know go up a notch now, you know, because yeah. I've, I've I've landed like I've landed something, man. That a lot of people, that's a lot of people's goal. That's like any speaker's dream is to land a TED talk. So I was fortunate to land something that like many of my peers, man, that's been speaking for years. Like I got one guy, man, been doing it for years. I'm talking about traveling around the world for years. He said, bro, you just did something, man, that I've been trying to do my whole life. And I said, bro, it's favorite. So right. it's it's huge, man. Yeah, that, that's what that's why we wanted you on the show, so we can, you know, raise the platform on the show. 
Oh man, y'all already, already got it. <laughs> hey, we've been dropping hits. Hey, we've been dropping hits though. They gonna have to put some respect bro, on y'all. Bro, y'all, y'all yeah. doing a great job, man. Like I was seeing back backstage, man, seeing the you know the footage. I'm like, man, this is dope, man. Like this is super dope. You like, you like the green room. Man, dope, bro. I was like that, man. Look, man, I feel like I was in a, a, a movie theater, man. I'm like, man, I'm like, bro, it's like a, man, it's like a feature presentation right here, man. I'm like, this is dope right here, man. Yeah, don't don't tell them about the bathroom. You know, oh, don't tell them about the <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, man, one one of your most recent um, accomplishments, man, which I'm very very proud of you for, is um, you emceed or you spoke, you hosted. Um, the yeah. four EV, um, um, I would say expansion, but you know, yes, sir. The, the, the new production facility in Tennessee, West Tennessee, that's coming about. How did that come about, man? Man, dude, when I tell you about my life, man, my life is missed with a whole lot of favor, bro. Uh, four, they reached out to me about a, a, a year ago, and it was like, man. We want you to test drive the F-154 Lightning. You know, just a, a random DM because they, you know, they look on my uh, IG and they see my following, right? And uh, they see me as a person that has a level of influence, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. So they reached out to me and they, they told me that they want me to do it. But when I test drive the truck, I didn't just test drive the truck and leave. I test drove the truck and then I had somebody to record me talking giving a uh review of the truck right so while i'm talking about the truck you know how amazing the truck is man uh, a few months later ford reached back out to me and it was like yo we saw you talking about this truck man and just your whole energy your your approach you know like we want you to host this event man blue over city we got blue over city coming to west tennessee man it's gonna open up so many jobs for the people of west tennessee and just Tennessee in general, man, and we want you to be the host of this event. So it came simply just through me just being me, you know. I wanted to talk about the truck because I thought that this was an amazing truck. And also, I wanted my school system to see uh, the opportunities, man, that this is going to bring for the students of Memphis, of Tennessee. This is going to open up jobs. Everybody may not go to college, right? But hey, they still can have the opportunity if they go to college or not to build this next truck. This is gonna open up, up jobs for C C T E for, for C C T E as well. You know, so many jobs. So uh it came, man, through me just simply just talking, man. Energy, you know, to the point where hey, I realize I'm on a, a national stage introducing the CEO of Ford Motor Company. Jim Farley, amazing experience, man. Another moment that literally just blew my mind, you know. Uh, like, out of all the people that they could have got, you know, the governor here, man, like, all these, like, influential people, I'm sitting right down the front row with influence, man, and I'm, I'm right here hosting this event, man. So it's like, bro, like, you may have more money than me, man, but you ain't got my favor. He talking favor, favor. Favor is more than money sometimes, bro. <laughs> when you got favor, man, favor is something money can't buy, man. So yeah. when you look at when you look at my life, man, and the experience, the exposure, the gap commercial, hosting this and doing this, 
it don't come by. It, it just don't come like that. You 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 you're just not given that. But also, you didn't see the seeds that I planted in, in darkness and isolation. You, you didn't see the price the, the price I had to, to to pay to be where I, I am now. You know, you see the success, man. But you don't know that 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 story as well, man. You know, so you know people see that, man, and you like. Bro, you you don't you don't understand during COVID, bro. I was feeding, I fed over five hundred families, man, because I got a partnership. I got a grant with the Hammers Foundation, Cole Hammers, Major League Pitcher. I reached out to to. to... Somebody called him. Yeah, man. Um, hey, hey, somebody tried to call me again, man. Hey, uh, uh, you, the red. Yeah, One thing about him, man, he may try to call me five, five times in a row, man. So I hope that don't happen. <laughs> <laughs> hope that, hope that, that don't happen, man. But yeah, man, the um the the, the seeds, man, that they were planting in darkness and isolation. I definitely think, man, that that set the, the tone as well. You know, uh, I'm not gonna go into uh details, man. I don't think that's important about the things that I've done, man. But I realized, man, that we have to be careful this, the, the things that we plant, man, you know, because they they will grow, whether it's a positive thing or a negative thing, man. But Hey, um, hey, hey, well, I'll tell you what, before your phone rang, you was talking about a partnership with a pitcher. Yeah, with Cole Hamels. Uh, yeah, about, about yeah. 500 families, man, that's big. You might not want to talk about details, but we want to hear about that. Man, you know what, bro? When when I was teaching, uh, right before COVID happened, right, the Hammers Foundation, Cole Hammers' wife reached out to me on Instagram, you know, because my IG had just 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 grew tremendously, man, and and I had no idea like the people that were uh, following me were actually like influential people, like celebrities, right? So she was one of the people that reached out to me and told me about their uh, foundation and what they wanted to do for me. Right. So they they really wanted to come to my school and bring a huge check to my school. But then COVID happened. So when COVID happened, I was like, yo, I know y'all can't come to the school, but I got some stuff I want to still do. They wrote the check in, in less than three days. I re, uh, re, received the check in less than three days to feed those families, man. Doing COVID. Oh, super dope. Yeah, it's a big deal, man. Yeah. That's good stuff. And, and, and look, man, I did this in private, bro. I didn't talk about it. I ain't called no no news station. Like, and then I was battling COVID myself during during that time. So I didn't even like I I literally, bro, I contacted people to to like the the food bank and stuff to like do this stuff for me. I didn't even go out there, man. Yeah. And I ain't talk about it, you know. And I I did this stuff in private, man. From like it, each year at Christmas, man, you know, buying gifts. For all my students, man, Giants will tell you as well, each year that I talk, I will buy all my students Christmas gifts, man. So I think, like, doing stuff like that, man, I think things like that really, man, um, help me just experience a lot of the stuff that I experienced because I planted seeds, man. You know what I'm saying? I planted yeah. those seeds, man. Yeah, and I, and I can definitely feel that, man, because a lot of stuff you do, you know, you you you, you got to broadcast everything because if right. you got to broadcast and boast about everything, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Exactly. You know, I, I kind of move the same way. You know, it's a lot of stuff that that goes unspoken because it don't need to be said. You know. Absolutely. The, yeah, the, yeah. the person that you share that love with and you get those flowers to, 
and and show that you care. That's all that matters. The fact that you know and they know, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. DJ, I, I don't know if you've seen any of uh, our earlier uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, we talked a lot about um, school and cold water closing uh, mm-hmm. early in the first couple of episodes. Um, and I just wanted to get your opinion on, with, with you being in education, mm-hmm. uh, what, what's your take or what's your position on uh, on everything that's been going on with it? Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know the the, the – uh, details with everything man but i i know man that we got some work to do man you know uh we got some work to do uh we have to ensure that we are putting the right leaders in place man to restructure cold water back to, to a place that it used to be man and, and even better places as well you know uh we have to invest more in cold water in our schools man you know, uh, so they can have so so we can have the things that we need to flourish, man. You know, uh, just putting the, the 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 right teachers in place, and of course, just like I said before, paying these teachers more so they can want to come back home and teach in cold water, man. You know, uh, bro, I would I would I would love, man, to be able to come back home and teach, bro. If if you know, I was given the opportunity, man, to just like get what I'm worth to go back home and plant that seed right where I came from, man. Right. So just like those resources, man. I talked to James about this, man. I said, man, 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 you, man, we need to go back to cold water, t- turn that thing around, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And James, man, he he be all for it, man. You know, but it just take, bro, like putting the right people in place so that cold water can flourish, man. Because we got a lot of talent. And of course, we, we, we've we always had great talent in uh, sports as well. You know what I'm saying? We've always had great talent, man. But I think we have a lack when it comes to resources, man. And investments, man. It's just people doing right, bro. It's just in, in, in investing in our school system, man. Because that's what's going to keep our youth going down the, a, a straight path, man. It starts with schools. Like, when when uh we were coming up, bro, like, dude, everybody knew knew everybody. If I got in trouble, man, like the teacher knew my folks, man. Like, bro, my grandma would be in class and sub, and I'm like, hold on, grandma, how you get in? <laughs> you know, so it was like a bro, it was like a family, man. So I think we kind of lost that, man. You know, I I don't I can't speak on behalf of, of exactly how it looked, but I can and and I guess envision that it don't look the same as it looked when we went in, you know? Um, so I think when we can get back there, man, and just invest more, you know, in our uh, schools, and it may take us, right? It may take me when, when I get my millions, like, hey, cold water, <laughs> you know? It may take, you know, Joy, you know, Matt, you know, Fish Pack, it may take us doing that, man. You know what I'm saying? Which right. will happen eventually, you know? But it, it's gonna take influential people like us, man, to go back to invest so we, we can ensure that our kids don't grow up like that, man. That our kids don't grow up in lack because we didn't have the resources uh that they need to succeed, man. Yeah. You you know, um all all great points, man. You know what I was thinking about? I know we've had the conversation about the schools on several shows. And the one thing that comes to mind is um the businesses that have left cold water and the potential for businesses to come to cold water. 
Mm-hmm. So let, let's say we got a like like with Browns they got the Ford EV plant company. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's something it's something like that came to cold water. Man, that'd be amazing. You know, when you do something like that, then I ain't I ain't running for mayor or nothing. But when you do stuff like that, you need to also make sure it's tied in that we're gonna have X amount of apartment buildings built. Yeah, we're gonna have X amount of you know this or X amount of that. Yeah. You know, and that way when that plant come in. Then you can also bring more people to the you know bring more population in, which will give a reason to build or open a new school in that area because it'll be so many kids it'll be over flooded. Absolutely. So that Absolutely. that might that might be the approach is to get yeah. grants and you know, um, we've had one off conversations with with leadership about things up and coming, but it hadn't come here you know yeah. to tell the people, but that just may be something that if you're watching uh, leadership that that may be a thing we need to start tying in. Um, or try to go for the big fish Absolutely. versus, you know, versus the small fish, you know, yeah, it's good to have dollar jumps. It's good to have two or three dollar jumps, you know, but, you know, a facility um, similar to an MPI, but at a bigger scale, you know, that somebody can come in and pay a little amount of taxes mm-hmm. for 50 years or 30 years, whatever the case may be, but just to get that population rolling. That's what it's going to come to, because if not, you're going to have other people coming in, buying the land up an acre at a time, an acre at a time. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you're going to have nothing. I agree. Well, I can tell you this. If they put a put an automobile plant there, we got enough gas station. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. On every corner. Yep. Facts. Yeah, man. Definitely got enough petrol in the city. That's well. DJ, so nobody buy eighty nine or ninety three. Earlier, <laughs> earlier you mentioned, uh, and I know early on you did some acting and some TV shows. Uh, you got any more acting roles uh, coming up, or any more television shows that, that, that you got that man, you got on the schedule? Man, right now, no, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, I'm, re- I'm I'm really, bro, just really walking in my purpose uh, when it comes to speaking, man. Uh, just building my 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 brand right now, man. Uh, yeah, I think that um, it was a season for uh, for that. But if the right opportunity comes, you know, I'll step into it. You know, um, but right now, man, I I haven't. You know, I lead that. You know, to Princeton. You know, his yeah, that's that's yeah. that's his lane right there, man. But. Um, I'm walking more right now in my lane, man. And my lane uh, is definitely, man, like traveling and inspiring people, man. It's, it's something that just brings me that fulfillment, man. Um, so uh, right now, man, I, I am working on some things, man. Uh, business partners, man, we we do we are working on some things that I, that I think, that I do believe that's going to be monumental as well, man. So uh, I can't really talk too much about that right now, man, but... Uh, it's gonna be huge, man. It's gonna be huge for sure. Yeah. Hey, Matt, them juggles be everywhere, boy. I saw DJ in Princeton in North East Alabama, not Alabama, Arkansas at a gas station. <laughs> 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 a few years back, I, t- I told my wife, "Look at Princeton age." She was like, "What? Well, gas pump?" <laughs> and DJ was in the top chair. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are you guys doing over here, man? It's going to be on the road. Move, man. <laughs> I remember that too, man. Yep. I was thinking, I was thinking the same thing about you, man. What, what, 
Yeah, I was on vacation. <laughs> I was on vacation, man. <laughs> Look, all for y'all both up there. Up to no good. Up to no yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, DJ, I tell you what. We were gassing up because we were just passing through. That's what we were doing. Okay. We, we were sticking around. I don't even remember, man. I don't remember, man. It's been a minute, but you know, I, I remember that that moment, man, for sure. I yeah. remember that for sure. I don't remember what I don't know what we were doing out there, dog. I, I can't <laughs> yeah. I can't even tell you, man. I wrote right up to y'all, some of the pump, person that pump a gas. Look at this junk. <laughs> oh no, maybe you pump a gas and he was in the car. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Ain't no yeah, tell. yeah. But now, nah, man, um, Man, it's good stuff, man. Uh, do you ever do you ever hear from your old students from the commercials or, or the parents, bro? Like all the time. I was um, literally, man. Like I think the students forget, man, that I followed them on social media, dog. Like I really think that they they forget because I, man, I was on IG one time, man. I seen one of my old students with a gun in his hand, bro. Like on IG. I called him, man, on FaceTime. I said, man, you know, get, like, I, I had some words for him, right? And he was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, because I got that level of respect. Like, students, they still call on me, man. Like, they call me all the time. I still talk to those students because I build that relationship with uh, with those students, man. So <clears throat> I see those students, man, as, like, almost like my own, bro. Like, I don't think that relationships just like die like that, man. You know, um, just like some of the teachers I had growing up, man, I still talk to them, man. You know, uh, not very many, but at, at, at least a couple of them, man. So I wanted to be that teacher, man, that don't just teach the student for a year and just, just, just disappear. Like I had students that really looked up to me, man. So I told my students, man, that I would be there for, uh, for them and, I was going to coach them throughout their whole life, man. So uh, that's the vow, man, that I made for my students, man, to just, like, be there for them, man. Because, like, I taught a lot of students that grew up, man, in underserved uh, communities, man. So, um, yo, I just vowed to be there, man. It's just never left their side, man, since. Yeah. That's what's up, man. What, um, <laughs> what, what, what do you think? I know you're always on the road traveling and speaking and all that, but mm-hmm. what do you do for fun these days? Man, dude, I don't really got into golfing, man. Uh, golfing, man. Uh, bowling, man. Uh, I love to travel, man. Travel, Traveling is, is actually fun. I'll be in Hawaii next week, man. Uh, actually, man, my birthday is next Saturday. So um celebrating there, man, for about four days, you know, there, man. So, you know, I love to travel, man. I love beaches, man. You know, I love to explore, uh, you know, um, love speaking, you know, man. Uh, just trying new things. I love to eat, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm always trying, like, different spots to eat, man, all the time, everywhere I go, man. So just traveling, man, and, you know, bowling and things of that nature. Art galleries, man. It's it's not too much. I I don't like to try, man. I you know I try most things at at, at least once, man. You know um, when it comes to like exploring stuff, like traveling things of that nature. Yeah. yeah. Happy early birthday, man! Before we get here, I know appreciate you're it, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, man, look, um, y'all got anything else, Jake and Mac? Good, man. DJ, I, I I appreciate you for taking time out your schedule, man, and uh. Really uh blessing the platform. So uh, you know, uh 
Yeah, man, all love. Man, I appreciate y'all. Uh, Fish Pat, man. I can leave now, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, do you have anything for us, sir? I'm just messing you. with you. <laughs> 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 nah, I'm messing with you, man. But 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 no, man. I'm 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 uh, grateful, man, for the um the opportunity, bro. Like I don't, y'all, Kings, man. I don't take any opportunity lightly, man. So um any opportunity that's presented to me, man, to speak, bro. Like I'm appreciative of this, man. So, man, thank y'all again for this platform. What y'all doing with the man is just how y'all are just pouring back. Cause this is a, a purpose right here, bro. Like this is something like monumental that y'all doing, man. This is bigger than y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? I hope y'all see that, man. Like this is something, man, that's, that's huge, man, that people like really need to see three black Kings, you know, coming together, man. You know what I'm saying? To do something positive for the, community man that we came from man so uh i salute y'all kings man for for what y'all doing man it's 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 not often that we see three successful black men man um doing something positive uh, uh positive like this man it's just seeing y'all stories man it's just the success man and the heartaches man you know the ups and downs man you know and, the, and so many things bro y'all have overcame man you know and you know life is tough man but just shout out to y'all for just keeping it going regardless of everything y'all been through, man. Coming together to just do something positive, man. I'm I'm just wishing, man, the very best for y'all, man, for y'all purpose, man, and that y'all would continue to grow, man. And y'all purpose. Yeah. Yeah. We, de yeah, we definitely appreciate it, man. For sure. Cause yeah, if you had to take the opportunity, man, to speak with us. Uh love everything you're doing, man. Keep growing, dog. I already know you're going to keep going up, keep building that brand, keep inspiring change, keep putting the right people in the classroom for those kids. And, you know, when, when that bag drop in Memphis for the opportunity you were talking about, the, uh, you, you're going to be able to recruit a little bit better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Most yeah. definitely, man. Most, hey, Mac, man, I, man, I've been actually, bro, like, I, man, you, 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 you had this track, man, uh, Mississippi, man, that, I, that I've been on, man. I think it's called – Mississippi, right? Is it Mississippi? Probably. You so many, man. I don't, yeah. I don't. yeah, man. I, I think yeah, my I'm cousin, so Mississippi junk. My cousin put me on it, man. Uh and man, like, bro, you 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 always had that that gift, man, with words, man. Like word word play crazy, man. So bro, like keep that up, man. Like that 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 purpose, man, that that gift you got, man. Just don't stop, man. Keep that up. Appreciate man. you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, yeah, was, um, but DJ, appreciate it, man. We're gonna go and get out of here because uh, if you say King one more time, I'm gonna bring out some cars, we're gonna play some spade <laughs> right, right, right here live, right here live. I'm telling you now, send us some of them partnerships, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, def definitely appreciate you, man. And uh, uh, go let Matt get us out of here. Enjoy your birthday, bro. All right, bro. Appreciate y'all, right, man. man. Appreciate you, bro. Right. Appreciate you, bro. Hey, but before we get out, uh, we got these, got these uh advertisement, man. Yeah, so, man. What's this right here? Shout out to uh Pax and Co. Events. Uh, we got the pop up shop. Uh, Saturday. This is uh Brendan Davis Boyd, another class of 06 representative. And uh, y'all come out there Saturday, man. You just uh, you may see one of us on the stage doing a little something, something uh saturday so pull up pop out 
and uh and all that. Come buy some. Who is that? How you pronounce that? Who is that? Scissor Davis? Uh Za Davis or something like that. Yeah. Z-S-A. Yeah. I, Zay Za, something like that. Pull up, man. Just come find out. Z Davis. Z Davis. Z Davis. Sister Z Davis. Zisa. I'm gonna say Zisa. I'm somebody gonna put it in the comments. Yeah. And then the, the other one, we got the other one too, bro. Uh yeah, man. Uh, uh, Eric, I, I, I'll let Eric take this one. This, this, this is a piece of sleeve right here. All right, so we got flats. As, uh, as our Caucasian counterparts call it, flats. We got flats, fish, and wings. They hire y'all, all positions. You know, uh, folks don't want to do right, Dre get them up out of there. They look for good talent. New talent. <laughs> Dre don't play. So, uh, you get know. Get them up out of there. Yeah, get them up out of there. So, if y'all, if y'all ain't looking to grow flats, don't play around, but uh, but seriously, no, no, they hire. So call the store, you know, for more details, or you can just swing by, you know. Yep. Um, Highway fifty one, Horn Lake, Mississippi. If you don't know where it's at by now, you slip. You know, if you don't know where it's at by now, you'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> yeah, flats, fish and wings. Say that. Yeah, that's uh, that's all we got, man. Like I said, uh, dope, dope, dope show tonight with the. Uh, appreciate everybody out there watching. We got some more stuff coming for y'all, so uh, stay tuned and uh, you know, be watching. We coming. Yeah, big man say we coming. Sticks and stone may break my bone. Words never hurt me. You feel it.